Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my beautiful, unhappy hour listeners. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you in on a juicy little secret. I'm doing a monthly virtual live show and not just any live show, but a live game show where you get to play along on screen as a contestant. Every single month we're doing this. It's called To Be Honest, The Game Show. And I'll be testing whether or not you know how people should really be behaving out in the real world. For example, What do you do when someone is standing in front of you in the 10 item or less lane at the grocery store when they clearly have 14 items? Do you say nothing and just silently stew behind them? Do you tell them to get fucked? Do you knock four items out of their hands with your fists? I mean, these are the kinds of burning questions we'll get to the bottom of in To Be Honest, The Game Show. You'll get points for basically agreeing with me. Uh, And there may or may not be prizes involved. There's also a VIP ticket package that includes uh, a one-on-one video call meet and greet with me after the show. It's a comedy show. It's a game show. I didn't want to do it just a boring Zoom show that everyone watches along while I give a monologue. I wanted a show where you get to play along on your screen and, and have fun. It'll be the last Wednesday of every month, including this Wednesday, February 24th. Uh, and you're not doing shit else on a Wednesday night, so come play along. You can get your tickets at omgvip.com slash matt-bellisai. We'll also include that in our show notes. It's also my Instagram bio if you're really that lazy and just want to go there and click on it. It's going to be fun. I'll see you then. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. I'm afraid to even ask, but how are you? Oh, yeah, no, doing just great. Guess what? I'm on a new cocktail of medications this week. Oh, how exciting. 
cheating. Yeah, That's what we is... really mean when we say unhappy hour. It's not actually a drink happy hour. It is a medication happy right. hour. Right. We are talking about my combination of antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, I mean, yeah, to be semi-serious, I do think the general mood seems to be amongst everybody that I talk to that the past few weeks have been uh, especially like blah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like finally I was like I, I probably should adjust my medicine to get a little chemical boost so uh yeah trying out trying out some new stuff the great thing is I have been on this particular medicine before and um I haven't been on it for a little while so my body is readjusting to it and I mm-hmm. I actually read the paperwork that came with it, which I never do. Wow. Uh, And it does take a couple of weeks for your body to get past the, like, initial side effects. (laughs) So needless to say, um, not needless to say, because this is not obvious, (laughs) um, but my heart is racing. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I love reading the side effects on medication that I'm taking, though. One of which is uh, call a doctor if you have any unusually grand ideas which is obviously like uh supposed to be a sign for like a manic episode but i just love that phrasing phrasing is is beautiful any unusually grand ideas so if i admit to anything unusually grand please let me know at this point that's like making my bed it's an unusually (laughs) grand idea (laughs) anyway how's your week oh you know (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Honestly, though, I uh, on happy hour, I'm glad it has been a saving grace to our listeners. It's also been a saving grace to me. It's like, you know what? I I don't have to put on makeup, but I do. It's like I'm putting on makeup. I'm putting a light on my face. I'm getting in front of the microphone and it's a time to scream and laugh and have a lot of fun. And I'm very glad to be doing it. So, uh, you know, the week hasn't been great, but this next hour is going to be the best fucking hour of my life. Let's fucking strap in, man. <laughs> this hour is going to be insane, man. <laughs> um, so coming up on today's episode, we're going to kick things off as always with Worst Things First, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we are diving deep into everything. This this episode's going to be a grab bag of complaints is what I'm calling it. All of the time shitty things that I have gotten upset over in the last couple of weeks because it doesn't take much to set me off these days and uh, Mm -hmm. I need to get it out. And finally, we've got podcast host, essential oil entrepreneur, and literal bachelor with a capital B, Nick Vile on the pod. He is probably the hottest guest we've ever had. He unfortunately gives me uh, actually good dating advice that uh, ruined my entire day (laughs) and so much more. I also made him uncomfortable by admitting that I was not wearing pants during our interview, which I thought would be funny, but he was (laughs) was visibly upset by it. And if you want to see all of that interaction, just remember that you can go to patreon.com slash for the full yeah, vid. Yeah, you can get that, that full uh, video of the interview on my Patreon. But yeah, so let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right. Horse things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First... 
Uh-oh, prepare yourself for this one. No. I apologize. I like to preemptively apologize. I know apologize. what that means. I like it, there's no it can only mean one thing and that means it's a snake story. So it just is a snake oh, story. God snake damn story, it. Snake story, snake story. <laughs> we need a, uh, a, a a little jingle to go with it. Is that an unusually grand idea? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling your doctor. <laughs> The good news is that this story took place in Germany. So um, in in Cologne, Germany, that's where Cologne comes from. You can't call it Cologne unless it comes from the Cologne region of Germany. Is that real? I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) I mean, I would believe it. I mean, this did take place in Cologne, Germany, but I don't know if it's the same kind of like champagne situation. I don't think it is, but I'm extremely gullible. So yeah, same. if you say it, I believe it. Anyway, so 10 apartment units in Germany had to be evacuated after one neighbor discovered that his pet snake, a highly venomous coral snake, had escaped from its terrarium. Okay. I do understand the appeal of having a pet snake. People like to call them cuddly. They're not cuddly. They're using your body as warmth because they're cold-blooded animals. That aside, I do understand the appeal of having a pet snake do not understand the appeal of having a highly venomous snake. No. Why? Why? Just leave it. Leave it in the wild. Yeah, let it be. That's what that song was written about. The Beatles knew this exact story when they yes. wrote that song. Yes. Sir John Jonathan McCarthy or whatever his name is. Oh, my God. He said, I'm going to put on this Bob haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who the fuck are the Beatles? Quote, 30 Rock. Um, <laughs> the owner noticed that... Oh, also, this this snake is eight inches. So who, who else has an eight-inch snake? Am I right? Highly ve- highly venomous snake. <laughs> how, about, how about you let this eight-inch snake bite you on the in the mouth? Um, the owner noticed that his eight-inch snake was missing from its terrarium and apparently couldn't find it around his apartment. So they alerted officials who immediately said all 10 units in the building had to be evacuated. Yeah, because a venomous snake is loose. You should not be allowed to have any pet where you have to evacuate the local area if it gets out. Hard agree. Absolutely. That should be law. That should be the rule. Yeah, one neighbor said that they were all tossed out of bed at six in the morning. That this no, happened. No, that in and of itself should be illegal. Yeah. Getting any sort of communication at six a.m. Absolutely not. I will if I find that snake, I'll kill it <gasps> at six. <laughs> <laughs> Peta is gonna come for you. No, I will I'll respect the venomous snake. The owner said that twenty fire and animal rescue personnel were used to search for the snake. So this is how much disruption that you've caused by having your your little exotic snake. All of your neighbors had to wake up at six a.m. to evacuate. Twenty animal professionals have to come and look for it. Uh, set up a bunch of traps, and uh, they found it twelve hours later uh, in a hallway near a food trap. Just in the hallway. I mean, they caught they caught it with like a, a trap. I, I guess. know, I know, but uh, I can't decide if the idea of it like being in the pipes or the idea of it just like wandering the hallways is worse. I feel like wandering the hallways is worse no. because it's just like you, you and I are not the same. <laughs> you know, like you should not be in the places I am, a- aka a hallway. I like to think of it as like it travels in the same spots that are visible. 
Like, I, it's less horrifying to me to picture this snake as roaming in a spot that I would be able to spot it, as opposed to in the pipes where it's like I sit down on my on my situation. And oh, yeah. If it were to come out of the toilet or something like that. Exactly. That's, that's not a... I can speak from experience having an animal come out of any of your drainage situation. <laughs> uh-huh. Not fun. Very surprising. No, especially not if it is a highly venomous snake. Yeah. Anyway, next authorities in Florida, only in Florida, are on the hunt for a man accused of stealing an engagement ring and wedding bands from one girlfriend and using them to propose to another girlfriend. Aww. Romance is alive and well in Florida. So there's a lot happening here. Uh, So uh, here's what here. I'll try to explain it. So there's girlfriend A. First, she discovered that her boyfriend was actually engaged to someone else. I don't know how she found this out. But reason to call the out. cops for sure right I don't think she, <laughs> my boyfriend's engaged to someone else i don't think that's not when she called the cops <laughs> she looked up uh girlfriend b on facebook and noticed that she was wearing a wedding band and an engagement ring that looked identical to hers she was like wait mm. that looks just like my wedding ring and engagement ring um that she had Trends from better. a previous marriage and so she went and checked her jewelry box turns out the rings were missing. They were the same rings. So she called okay, the it's cops. It's from a previous marriage. It's not like she was wearing them. It was in her jewelry box. Shouldn't they go to <laughs> another another loving relationship? Yeah, it's like if you didn't even notice it was missing to begin with. Like, I, I Was I, it even yours? Yeah. Why do you even care? Just be cool about this. <laughs> she noticed that those rings, along with some other jewelry, were also missing. And it was all worth uh, more than $6,000. Girlfriend A gets in touch with girlfriend B and girlfriend B was like, oh, yeah, we're not together anymore because he scammed me, too. Turns out that there was this one time recently where girlfriend, the guy took girlfriend B to girlfriend A's house while she was at work. No. And was like, this is my house. (gasps) Will you come live here with me? What did he think was going to happen after that? What are the next steps? I guess he like lured her in with that as like the promise and then disappeared and stole her laptop and a bunch of her jewelry. (laughs) So just a real winner. Just a real winner. What would have really made the story if I were writing this is if girlfriend A and girlfriend B got married. End up together. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, please. Um, there's still time who knows this could just be their meet cute but they did Mm -hmm. get together and help the authorities track down a relative of the guy because this guy was like not using a real name i Um, can't imagine them in addition to getting together and falling in love and getting married also starting like a specialty pi kind of service that's like has your man wronged you (laughs) do you suspect that you (laughs) why do they have that accent I don't know. Is that what people in Florida sound like? Well, you can call us. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, they did track, they helped authorities track down like a relative of the guy who confirmed his real identity. And now there's, uh, you know, a warrant out for his arrest. Turns out he's also uh, been arrested in the past for fake ID, filing a false police report, domestic assault, possession of cocaine, 
Also, he was booked into jail and a note said that he had a tattoo on his arm that said, quote, only God can judge me. So, (laughs) Mm, sir, you were wrong. Because (laughs) guess what? We can judge you. Uh, Guess what? Doing it right now. And finally, are you ready for the most Southern shit ever? This is also just an mad lib of a story because a teenager in Mississippi lost his Civil War reenacting pet chicken named Peep outside of a Cracker Barrel in Alabama, but was reunited when a local farmer helped them find the bird. Mm -mm. A Civil War reenacting (laughs) pet chicken named Peep? Is that the first question that you have? (laughs) Does the chicken reenact the war yeah i don't really know if you can just uh, he's just being a chicken in a situation that you're forcing (laughs) him into (laughs) is it is it that all the chickens reenact the civil war as if they are the soldiers or are they just chickens while the humans reenact civil war era it would be so much better if the chickens were living out like if this was like (laughs) abraham lincoln the chicken (laughs) oh a little chicken in a top hat (laughs) yeah giving the gettysburg address beautiful (laughs) no uh so the owner of the chicken was an 18 year old so a fully grown man not a teenager (laughs) i mean i guess technically but like okay who founded a military reenactment group for youth Mm-hmm, deeply mm-hmm. upsetting choice uh get a better hobby sorry to judge but you this is weird oh yeah they, he, he explained that civil war soldiers sometimes had animals with them on the battlefield so he takes peep to civil war reenactments that's the thing i'm just like dude this bird doesn't reenact you just br- bring your bird to <laughs> your like group meeting also did did soldiers bring animals like for emotional support or because they were like doing helpful things in the battlefield. No, all and of the soldiers... I would argue that chickens don't have a lot to offer when, <laughs> when it comes to helping in a battle, but I, I, I could be wrong. All of these soldiers did have emotional support animals that they brought with them <laughs> and they had all of the paperwork and it's like, this is hard. You're in war and it's like a civil war. So it's like, you're killing, you know, your, your fellow countrymen. Anyway, the, the whole point of the story was that he was on his way to a, a battle reenactment and then they stopped at Cracker Barrel and then they lost, they lost the chicken. They went in, he went in with a friend uh, and left Peep tied to his truck in the parking lot. She doesn't feel like a, the spot where you should keep your chicken just kind of no. tied up. I don't really know how it works, but I don't, I feel like that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I went back into the Cracker Barrel and it was very hard for me to say this with a straight face, even though I was panicking. Do you have cameras in the parking lot? I think someone stole my chicken. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone else overheard them and was like, "Okay, we'll be on the lookout. And I guess they just kind of abandoned him, but then got a phone call. They were like, actually, we found your chicken. He was in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. If you want to hear and see even more stories that were brutally cut from this week's episode, you can head to my Patreon, patreon.com slash mapellisi for bonus unhappy hour content and so much more. Next, we're going into the complaint grab bag for everything that's been pissing me off. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. dive. 
deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. Well, it's no secret that uh, lately I've been what the doctors might call irritable, <laughs> which is a, a word I typically reserve for my bowel syndromes, but can also describe my pandemic personality because uh, a lot of tiny shit has been getting on my nerves lately. And even though my attitude has more to do with being at the end of my fucking rope, a lot of these problems are still problems, whether or not I'm in a bad mood. I don't want you listening to these and being like, okay, nobody is actually upset about this. This is just because you're in a bad mood, Matt. But that's not true. Some of this shit needs to be taken seriously. So don't you dare tell me to calm down. Anyway, you you ready for all of my tiny, insignificant things? Oh, I can't wait. That have got me upset lately? I'm excited. It's just like, you know when you're already, like, in a bad mood, and it's like, if you do, it's 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 the straw that breaks the camel's back. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's the same thing that happened earlier in the pandemic where it was like, oh, I dropped garlic that I was chopping. Guess what? Now I'm in mm-hmm. absolute tears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully sobbing over this garlic that I dropped. No, that is exactly how I feel. These are just all the little things that just are ready to push you over the edge. But that's how it starts. It just drop, drop, drop. And then finally, I'm, you know, I have an axe and I'm stabbing someone with it. <laughs> First, my Apple TV remote. Um, Burn it. Here's the very specific complaint that I have. So I am incredibly lazy And I will use, sometimes I just don't feel like reaching for my Apple TV remote. Even if it's just out of, even if it's like one extra move of the arm over, I would rather just use my phone that's already in my hand Uh to use the remote app. Mm -hmm. The problem is once you use the remote app, it connects to your Apple TV so then if 10 minutes later I decide I'm going to stand up and I want to quickly like if I'm going to go to the kitchen and like start making something uh, or go to the bathroom and I need something to accompany me and I want to turn on a podcast while I'm taking a walk to the bathroom, it starts playing through my fucking TV. Mm-hmm. It sure does. And I don't understand why they did this <laughs> to me specifically. That is a super annoying thing. I also really hate that the Apple TV remote is designed in a way where the touchscreen part looks identical to the bottom of the remote. Yeah. I constantly feel like an idiot because I pick it up and go to press it and it's not the touchscreen part. Or I think it's the other way and I end up like getting out of a program because I'm an idiot again. But also I would go ahead and say the design is an idiot and not I. No, I don't like the design at all. I'm always hitting a button that I don't want. And as opposed to like an old TV remote where there's a thousand buttons and if you accidentally hit one of them, it's probably not going to the volume might go up. You might change the channel, but it's a quick fix to get back. If you mm-hmm. hit a button on an Apple TV remote while you're watching something, it's going to take you at least 30 minutes to get back to what you wanted to watch. <laughs> it happens to me all the time. Where I, oh, oh, I want to go back 10 seconds and then I accidentally exit out the program. And then it's 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 too much. Next, stop signing me the fuck up for email lists that I did not ask to be subscribed to. At this point, 95% of my day, no exaggeration, is unsubscribing from email lists. 
And the and the like Google option of like letting it unsubscribe for you never works. I'm pretty sure it does not work. Yeah. It's just a mere suggestion to make you feel better in the moment until the next day when you get 17 emails from the same fucking place. I hate it. Yeah. I'm also like fully convinced that clicking the unsubscribe button on some emails is like some type of Trojan horse. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not a hacker, but if I was a hacker, if I were a hacker, I would design an email so that the unsubscribe button was like how I got into your computer. Cause that's the only thing I would click on in your entire email. We got to hook you up with some hackers. Yeah. Get that money. I, there's so many, I realized that like by using the internet for free, the price that I pay is freely giving away my information. Yeah. Like that is why I end up on so many email lists is because like, you know, my they're just fishing for my my info everywhere i just also don't understand i'm like who who reads who actually reads those emails like like why would a company continue to send those kinds of emails is it because people are reading them the only ones i read are from like hello tushy because theirs are really great (laughs) That is the thing. Relatedly, uh, my other complaint is why I keep getting stuff in the actual mail. What are you doing? <laughs> why are you emailing me? Do- why are you sending me documents in the mail? Anything. Any flyers, postcards. I'm talking like, I know in New York, we get a lot of like real estate postcards that, mm-hmm. that are like, oh, your local real estate agent wants you to know that like this apartment went for this much. And it's like, first of all, I don't own shit. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, stop mailing this to me. It's going right in the garbage. But it's the same thing as emails that like I get upset when it works. Yeah. Where I like get a catalog and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to order from them. And then I do. And then it's it just confirms the whole thing. Man, I did absolutely just love looking through catalogs as a kid. Delia's oh my god the American Girl doll catalog I would just sit there and I would just circle the things that I want and wouldn't get I mean for Hanukkah my parents were very generous so not not saying I didn't get things but but just like and and even to this day I go home and there's a front gate on the table I'm gonna flip through it no doubt about it but if that were to be sent front gate you don't know about front gate no it's a catalog soft surroundings like i don't want anything that's in these catalogs but i want to look at all of them but we don't i don't i don't get catalogs sent to me because i'm not my mom i don't (laughs) know how she does it i don't know how she manages to get so many that's true there are there are slightly different um levels of catalog i would say relatedly this uh, this is uh, to another point I think this is why this happened, but I had to call my credit card company um, again, probably because my so credit sorry. card number is just like out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up. I, I have a, a text message like every time my charge card is used, I get a text message. So I know it's been used. Uh, and it, this was like a month or so ago when you and I were together and my I got a text that my credit card was used and I was like, fuck, I don't recognize this. So all I did was just shut off the card. Mm hmm. And now like a month has passed and I was like, okay, I probably should like take care of this. <laughs> so I had to call the credit card company and rather than explaining, like there just should be an option on their website to send me a new card, but there wasn't. So I had to call mm-hmm. them and then 
long story short, I had to lie to them and be like, yeah, I totally lost it. I have no idea where it is. But also, um, it hasn't been used by anybody else. And then I had to sit there while she read all of my recent charges, some of which were not... (laughs) Some of which I would have rather not confirm. She'd be like, this looks pretty suspicious. And I'd be like, that, I'm, oh, that one might actually, that one, oh, I think that is, that is okay. Yeah, that one's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'll say on that. Anyway, uh-huh. just talking to a credit card company representative. She was very nice, but still, I'm, yeah, a shame. She's about to get into some real fun shit afterwards. Uh- She's like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You did her a favor. Exactly. I'm spreading the word on spreading these cheeks. (laughs) Next. Instagram stories that are longer than like, honestly, like 10 frames at the maximum. If I have to squint to see the little dash of how many story frames that you have, I you've already lost me. And I think the least favorite, my least favorite thing is when I see the the green close friends ring and then I click into that and realize that like the close friends content is sandwiched in the middle of a hundred frames. It's like, I'm not going to go fishing for this. Mm -mm. Give me Mm -mm. what I want up front. (laughs) We need editing. We need paring down. Listen, maybe this is just everybody is kind of in the mode of dumping their entire lives out onto the internet, but it's too much. You're sharing too much. And finally, honestly, I could go on forever with a shitload of complaints, (laughs) but what upsets me most recently is the fact that every restaurant I order from does not deliver with their meal, a free bread basket with every single entree. Doesn't matter the cuisine it doesn't matter. There should be bread. There are some Italian restaurants that do give you like a, a little array of different, like a crusty situation, like a focaccia situation. But love a focaccia situation. There are not enough restaurants are doing this. And it's I I wish we could go back to an unsanitary time when we just had like communal bowls of bread in the mm. middle of every table they definitely just reused it and recycled it onto the next mm-hmm. table, even though I licked everyone every time. <laughs> we need that back. We do. And maybe this particular thing is uh, inspired by the fact that I have been on the search for a good Italian restaurant to order from. I thought I found one. They sent me my meal and it had bread in it and it was fucking stale. Wait, what about the spot that we ordered from that was like the best meal of our whole lives? Or do you mean like one that's not quite as fancy? Right. Like just okay. like a neighborhood okay. spot. Okay. I mean, it's in our neighborhood, but fine. And I used to have a spot in Manhattan and now I don't. Sorry that you moved to Brooklyn, Matt. <sighs> yeah, it sucks every day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week's complaint-filled deep dive. Next, we got Nick Bile on the pod right after this commercial break. 
I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on stage tonight. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. My guest complainer today is Nick Vial. Vial, right? Yeah. You did great. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I try. I made an effort, but it's fine. No, you, you did great. It's you know, this is Vial. I blame my ancestors. Somewhere along the lines, that they changed it. You know, my last name is is Belisai. Nobody ever gets it right to the point where, like, sometimes I'll say it wrong just because I overthink it. So same. Yeah. Yeah. Nick is a Bachelor alum, professionally handsome podcast host, relationship advisor to the masses, CEO and founder of Natural Habitats Oils. I mean, all of the above. Welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. I mean, it's natural habits, but like whatever. What did I? Oh, I said habitats. Wow. We, I really fucked up. <laughs> once again, once again, I put that blame on me when I founded the company and then realized that people would, na- you're not the first is what I'm saying. This is just, you know, I'm I'm attempting to caffeinate quickly at the top of the interview just so that it, it activates. But I, I am in such a state of like pandemic induced brain fog. I don't know how your mind has been lately, but mine is not. It's just scrambled scrambled eggs in here my mental health has been uh all over the board for the past year and then when you you say that out loud and come to the realization we've been living in this kind of new world for for a year is is truly wild um yeah i mean that i think the world is at its wits end with covid obviously uh, yeah. we all are and and unfortunately as i i often say to try to explain why people get themselves in relationship problems, but we're all just bored. Exactly. Yeah. As a member of the gay community, we know if there's not drama happening, that you have to create it. And that's essentially what the rest of the world is learning from, from my culture. I've recently come to accept, not necessarily realize, but accept that I'm more of a drama queen than, than I want to admit. <laughs> and that's only because my, my girlfriend, Natalie, is, is not at all. And uh, when you date someone, I think guys tend to always assume that they're not dramatic. Maybe that's a straight guy thing. I don't right. know. But uh, when you date someone and they're they're the level-headed person, as a straight guy, you uh, 
it's a rude awakening. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay. You're like, wow, I guess I'm a diva. Uh, I will say you belong to an elite group of uh, straight men that I've allowed on this podcast. So you are speaking on behalf of, of all straight men, really. <laughs> so you have to be careful because you are a representative. <laughs> Now I'm nervous. I don't I mean, know if yeah. I'm the best representative of, of straight men out there. And I guess I do say that proudly. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, You're a self-identified diva. So that's a step in the right direction. I'm a, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, redefining masculinity and, and what that means in our, our, our culture and right. things like that. So, yeah. What have been some things that you have gotten a, a sort of diva-ish about that has maybe surprised you to find out that you've gotten diva about? Well, it's not necessarily any one thing. I don't know. I like being right. I love a good debate. <laughs> okay, sure. So within that, like sometimes I can, you know, get real riled up and, and be like, this this is a big deal. We need to address it. And I know deep down by tomorrow. I won't even remember what I'm passionate about. And I think if you have a tendency of doing that on the regular, you you might be a diva. Right. And I do I do think there's a lot of straight men out there who would be guilty of such a criticism. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I would consider that as much diva behavior as just, you know, stubbornness as a stubborn individual myself. Well, the well, stubborn stubborn's a little different. I mean, something that's also a problem. I also am stubborn. Okay. <laughs> like not letting it go. But making the thing that you are stubborn about like a big problem, I see. I think I is see. is the diva. It's not that I won't let it go. I also won't let it go and will escalate the issue. Right. Until you've gotten like a written letter of of defeat from the other party. Yeah. Yeah. When someone tells you to calm down, you know. Oh yeah. Then you might be a diva. I mean, those are there's no more aggressive words in the English language than calm down. Yes. Also, if you you might be a diva if you are someone who likes to tell people to calm down, which I do, knowing full well the emotional response I'm most likely to get. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, sure. If you really want to start a fight on purpose, yeah, that is exactly what. And you if say. you do that, you might be a diva. Which I, <laughs> I I've, I've, again, these are things I'm learning about myself. Uh, okay, so so far we've learned how to start a fight. I, I, you know, I thought we would get some relationship advice eventually, but you know, that is step number one: pick a fight. Uh, and that's exactly how to do it. Well, we're actually getting ahead of ourselves because the question I usually start with is, what is one thing that you hate that everybody else loves? Ooh, that's a great question. What is one thing I hate that every... Mayonnaise. Wow. Strong words in front of me. It's disgusting. It's, a, it's just a really grotesque thing. Or do you do Miracle Whip? No, I don't do anything. No, like mayonnaise identifying condiment in front of Nick. I mean, truthfully, and again... No pun intended at all, but I really don't like any white cream substance of any kind. <laughs> okay. Like a mayonnaise, Homophobic, a cottage cheese, sure. uh, Miracle Whip, uh, like fettuccine, Alf like Alfredo sauce, like that uh, That whole family, How, I'm not a huge fan of. What do you lubricate your foods with? I don't hate a dry sandwich. Uh, I don't know what that says about me, but mustard is a nice go-to. I like an olive oil. Okay, um, okay. An olive oil is nice. Uh, a balsamic vinaigrette will do. But I also can get down with a dry sandwich. Yeah, that is that is absurd. And I'm glad that, you know, the pause that you had there it was a recognition that, you know, I, I feel like, you you know, you know, it's absurd. I'm nothing if not self-aware. Right. It, good. Good. That is, I think, for a straight man, one of the most important qualities is self-awareness. So you got it covered. Um, you're also you're from uh, Wisconsin, right? 
I am. Yeah. Where are you uh, now? Are you back in Wisconsin? Or are you in uh, L.A.? I live in Los Angeles. Is there anything about the Midwest that you uh, you miss? I miss the people. And um, I didn't go home for the holidays this season due to COVID. But while I don't love winter, it's kind of fun to visit for a few days. And I get right. to bust out some kind of winter fashion, which is always nice. Um, <laughs> and then I come back home. It's fun to visit the cold. It sucks to live in yeah, it. Yeah, I would agree with that as a Midwesterner. I feel like I, I should be better equipped for the winter having survived Chicago winters all my life. And now I live in New York and like every time it snows, I'm like, that's the end of everything. I'm like ready. I'm ready to throw in the towel. I, I agree with you. I mean, it's uh, I only need snow one day of the year and that's Christmas. Right. I do like a good, you know, a snow fashion moment, though. Totally. I'm a bit of a coat snob. Like I love a good winter coat mm -hmm. and um, I have a plethora of, of coats that I have not really been able to um showcase and that that has been a bummer it's tough people haven't haven't been talking about you know the real casualty of the pandemic is not being able to see our winter fashions yeah well just fashion in general you know yeah i there is something more vain about like posting a fashion moment on instagram or something with the express purpose of being like look at me in this outfit that i can't show off otherwise like, you have to be way more intentional about it. And I don't like that. I'm hosting the red carpet for the Golden Globes. And they're like, you know, you can wear whatever you want. And I'm absolutely wearing a, a tuxedo <laughs> and a bow tie. I've, I haven't had a reason to dress up in a year or over a year. That's honestly admirable. I will say, I mean, you had to stand up and, and arrange stuff uh, in the bookshelf behind you. And, you know, I was able to confirm that you are, in fact, wearing pants I can confirm that I am, am not wearing pants and there's nothing about... Like at all? Like nothing? I'm not like Winnie the Poohing. There's like, I have underwear on. <laughs> okay. But I'm just like, you know, I just don't... <laughs> I, like I want I, I to think... imagine you wearing Winnie the Pooh underwear right Okay, now. that is That's... another... Yeah, that is the third option in which I'm both wearing underwear and the underwear has Winnie the Pooh on it. I think... If anybody is going like fully nude from the waist down, but wearing a top, that is insane. Can I ask you a straight man question that's just totally maybe ignorant on my part? <laughs> I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for this with that setup, but yes. As a straight guy, there are very few things that are more attractive than a, a, a woman you're attracted to who's only wearing a t-shirt, <laughs> winning the poet, as you say. Uh -huh. And yet, as a straight man, there's nothing more unattractive, I feel like, than being caught only wearing a t-shirt. Does the gay community feel that same way uh, about men? I think that, first of all, is an entirely valid question. I uh, I would say yes. It is upsetting that image of any man, even if it's an incredibly attractive man, in only a shirt, uh, and then like it, just it gives me anxiety just to feel right. that, yeah to to be caught in that moment gives me such anxiety. The only thing worse than that would be uh, shirt nothing else and then socks that i think is worse than no socks at all no i think i'd rather have <laughs> socks it's just it's so it's bet it's better to have a shirt dick out and then socks i mean i feel like ankle highs would be a problem but if i had some nice tube socks that would at least at least like maybe i'm like going for a look right sure sure 
and to be clear, I'm also like not wearing like panty. Like I have, you know, there's like a boxer situation happening. It might as well just be shorts. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, that's good. good <laughs> They're lounge shorts. Yeah. You know, I don't want to paint like a disgusting image of myself that has marred the rest of our interview because you're so upset. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the premise that I was going to question was you said as a straight guy, you love the image of a woman in just a shirt and nothing else. And I think that is absurd on anybody. Oh, no, no. I don't think I'm alone on this one. I, you know, I stand corrected, but I just, that just, it feels absurd. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I know, I know I'm on an island by myself when it comes to dry sandwiches, but I'm pretty sure that I'm among friends with the, with this take. All right. All right. I'll take your word for it. And, I, and, I could be wrong. I, I, don't, I could literally be wrong. I just but, yeah. have to take your word for it because I, I don't really think there's anybody in my circles that will confirm confirm that. I also love that I, I also identify as taller in person. I I noticed that that was you specifically called that out in your Insta bio. Yeah. How, how tall are you? I'm 6'2", 6'3". Oh, I'm 6'2". I'm in high school, I would tell people I was 6'3". And then in, as an adult, I was like, I, I don't have to lie about my height. Six <laughs> two is totally fine. Um, I realized, I think at some point I had my height listed on like a dating profile as six four, And I was like, I feel like that's, I don't want to, I don't want people thinking that I'm taller. Not because I was lying about it, just because I thought that's how tall I was. And I was like, I'd rather yeah, I mean, like six four is like borderline giant, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's why I I will I don't get it like I I and from a dating app standpoint, I I do not understand why people misrepresent themselves. Um, right. I mean I get why because they're going for that initial, but like you are only setting yourself up for disappointment. You yeah. know whether it's like the one photo that you think you look great on in, but it looks nothing like you or your height. <laughs> Or it's like, you know, a year old and, you know, right. not only are people disappointed and, and what the reality is versus the expectation is that it weirds people out. You're setting expectation that you're not honest. Right. And immediately you've put someone like on the defensive of what else are they not being honest about? Just just own it. Own who you are, you know, yeah. and uh, find different ways uh, t- for, for people to to give you a chance and, and then be better than you thought over under promise over deliver. That's you right. know, that's that's the key to life and dating. That was my uh, strategy. My my strategy initially was like really under undersell, like present the worst version of myself on the Internet. And then when people meet me, they're like, oh, I thought he was going to be much worse. Realized, uh, you know, throughout the process, you have to have a happy medium or else you you won't catch any fish. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be a... (laughs) I mean, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like an asshole to anybody, but I was like, okay, maybe I should put some effort into how I present myself. Um, But yeah, it's just don't tell your best joke via like a text in a dating app. Right. Uh, Because first of all, you might waste an entirely great joke on their lack of uh, 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 an ability to, uh, you know, interpret your emoji use. Um, Save that for the date. Exactly. Yeah. One difficulty now, uh, and obviously you you answer some relationship advice things and you talk about this on your podcast. Um, so you talk to the kind of like difficulties of dating in the pandemic. But right now you kind of have to conduct a lot of stuff via text. 
You don't have. I, I would disagree. I mean, you have to, right? Yeah, I think, I think our society, you know, over the past years has abused the convenience of text messaging, and then, you know, because of the pandemic, we have only used that as a more of an excuse to validate our abuse of text messaging. Okay. Okay. FaceTime, Zoom, you know, the phone. The phone still does exist. Um, well. And, <laughs> You know, the art of communication is, is, is dwindled down, you know, and, um, you know, TikTok's up, you know, talking is doubt. And uh, <laughs> as, as great as it is to watch a, a viral TikTok, like it, it doesn't necessarily like help communicating with someone and things like that. So, yeah, I, I think it's important that we're always challenging ourselves to have face to face interactions with people, even in, in dating app situations. Um like your own, I mean, I don't know. Like I haven't been on dating apps in a while, but like your only goal should be to get to the face-to-face -face interaction, however that might be, because who can be that funny via text? And even if they are, that doesn't mean they're funny in person. Right. And so like you truly only, like you can only be so great, but you, there's a lot of people will fuck it up. You know, a lot of people will go too far and say the wrong thing that's inter interpreted the wrong way, and they set themselves up for, for disappointment. I mean, you can really only screw up via text, especially when you've never met the person, you don't know their sense of humor, uh, things like that. So I, I think it's really important that people stop abusing text and, and stop complaining. You know, I, I know something a lot of my, my, my movement audience will always... Uh, say about their boyfriends or guys they're dating is how bad they are at texting. And I, I just, I still to this day don't fully understand why that is a necessary skill set. Because like, uh, what does that mean? Like how, like, you know, ultimately I think a lot of guys just aren't quick to respond and that makes them wonder right. if they're really into them and stuff like that. But, you know, just be good at talking, you know, it's okay if they're bad at texting it, but they need to be good communicators. And and I don't know anyone who's a, an excellent communicator via text. Yeah. I don't even know what that looks like, you know? I think I've learned that bad at texting is almost always translation of it's just they just don't want to respond to you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like they're I mean maybe you're not a wrong. priority. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like if yeah, if someone wanted to make you a priority, they they would respond. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe there's someone out there who's like, I'm just genuinely not great at at, at replying quickly to stuff or in in uh, but like that fantasy of oh, there's that person who might just be bad at texting is a lie. Farmersonly.com, maybe, because like maybe, <laughs> and no disrespect to farmers out there. I'm sure there are, a lot of them are very tech savvy, but you might you might find slightly more people that exactly like just aren't on their phone a lot. And yeah, I but I agree. I think like late it it feels like in general the strategy uh, strategy in quotes should be like you want to try to meet someone you know, go from matching with someone to meeting them as quickly as possible and spend as little time like doing the stupid small talk back and forth text messaging kind of thing. It feels yeah. like in the last year that that time frame between matching with someone and meeting them in person is just longer unless you replace it with like, you know, a FaceTime or something. Yeah. And I think people should. I mean, honestly, what if you're at home in a quarantine situation and you match with someone that you're like, I don't know, seems pretty cool, kind of interested, learn, want to know more, like 
your first, like immediately she go to like, let's do a Zoom date. Let's do a FaceTime date. And I think a Zoom date is nice because maybe you don't have to give that person your right. number type of thing. Um, so that you can kind of protect yourself. Uh, f- you know, there's some privacy in case it doesn't go well, but pop on that Zoom and, and see where it goes right away. Like everything else after you match and have an interest, you're just, you're wasting time. Right. And if it doesn't go well on a Zoom date, you just, oh my God, you're, you have internet problems and you, you disconnect and you never talk to them again. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, like, I don't know why it's, uh, people seem to be so resistant to it. I'm curious, like, amongst your audience, are people still having, are people still meeting people right now? Like, I, I asked I mean, well, if me. you're from Florida, it's like nothing happened. So I, <laughs> That's I don't know. True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, Florida. Uh, it really, but it really, it seems to be depend on where you are in the country. Um, but also, like even in LA, like you know, you just try to make do. You can uh, all of a sudden, you know, it's weird how things have become more socially acceptable now. Like uh, going on a walk. Hey, you want to go on a walk? You know, mm-hmm. in a park and, and meet up and and take a little stroll. Like a year ago, if a guy asked a girl that, be like, why? So you can murder me? You know, like. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, but now it's like, you know, we can, we can go outside, we can be safe, but like, at least we can, you know, meet and, and, um, and, uh, do it with, you know, and so not go to a bar or something like that. And, uh, you know, you definitely go like, I definitely still recommend relatively public places and like, you know, daylight, but, um, you know, be safe out there. But, uh, yeah, I think you just have to adapt. And, uh, I think it's, uh, again, there's still plenty of ways we can try to meet people, um, you know, we, I think we always have a habit of, you know, leaning into our insecurities and fears and, and then allowing uh, inconvenient situations, obviously like a pandemic, to like make excuses for things we probably wouldn't do anyways. Or we would we would just avoid and find a different reason to justify us avoiding something. Right, right. I appreciate you using the kind of royal we <laughs> yeah. when uh, I feel like this advice is very very much about me or at least oh no it's really not i, I mean, I mean <laughs> are you are you projecting on me i mean listen I'm you're absolutely projecting we uh we <laughs> i do this too i mean people ask me like why well, i'm good at dating advice and i you know i'm on the bachelor i have a track record of being the runner-up or whatever but like listen uh we learn through our mistakes. We, we, that's dating is a, a, a it's a, it's like a masterclass of love and, and, and heartbreak is too. And, um, you know, we all do this stuff, you know, right. like we're all humans. We all have egos and, and those, those things all play a role in our, our, our bad decision-making skills, especially when we're emotionally, emotionally invested. Right. Yeah. I mean, and again, I don't know if I'm like projecting onto, uh, you know, my, my kind of, emotion right now onto the dating scene. My impression is that everybody is just, at least in New York, feels so tapped out right now. And so like, it's just like no conversations really stick. Yeah. It does feel, it does feel different than a year ago. Do you ever in dating, regardless of what's going on in the world, just take like a, like a timeout? Just when you feel fatigued, that you actively take a time out and and just like not not be swiping, not going on dates. Yeah, you like you're you're yeah you like you feel fatigue and you say, I gotta I gotta stop doing this. You know, you're just like Matt. Like I feel actual fatigue for this, so I'm going to actively put it away, or I'm just gonna maybe delete these apps off my phone, give it a couple weeks, give it a month, and come back like you know 
fresh and vigorated and, and ready to, to get back out there. Do you ever do that? I have, I have not done like a full like month long detox. No. Okay. Yeah. You should try it. <laughs> so you're telling me I'm, it sounds like I'm scraping at the bottom of the barrel <laughs> and it's time to set the well, barrel I, I, aside. Well, for it's just like one of those things where, where we get fatigued, but you know, we know we're tired, but we just kind of keep doing it so to right, speak, right. you know, and we just, you're just like, well, I'll just keep going. And so and then, so we're doing it, but we do it with like a very tired and fatigued mindset, mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes, like, I don't know if, uh, if how much you work out or, or whatever, but even in like fitness, like, you know, if you work out every day with no down days, like your, your, your return on investment is minimized. You know, you need to take a break. You need to rest the muscles. You need to rest the right. body and you need to rest your mind. And sometimes you need to rest your heart. So I think people should start resting a little bit more in between, you know, these gaps of, of dating and dating fucking sucks, man. It's hard. Right. True. You know, it's discouraging, you know? So uh, yeah, it would, I give it a shot. I don't know. I could be wrong. No, I mean, I think that's actually uh very good advice. I, I feel like try it for a week. Right. Right. But it's like, it's a, it's a, like an active pause, right. you know, like you're deciding to take a time out, right. you know, and then like you kind of take control. Like it's, you know what, I'm going to delete these off my phone. And then I'll tell you what, when you, when you re-download that dating app, you're going to feel a little bit of an excitement when you do it. Right. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot. I would also not be surprised if I come back to it after even a month and it's still... It's still a little sour. I, my, that's just oh, my guess. Here, no, here's what I'll have. You'll get excited. You'll have, you'll feel that little bit of excitement. I don't know how you're going to feel 20 minutes later, <laughs> but that first moment, you're going to have a little bit of like, Ooh, like this, this would be fun. Right. Um, but yes, dating is always going to be hard and stressful and fatiguing. And, uh, and if, if you just, just remind yourself, you're only looking for one. Right. It'll help yourself be a little bit more patient with yourself. All right. Well, thank you for ruining my day by giving me good advice. Because <laughs> uh, I am a stubborn. I will admit to being stubborn. Do you ever have a song that you love and you listen to on repeat over and over? Oh, and yeah. Then, like, I ruin every song that I ever yeah. listen to. Yeah. You take a time out and you need a while. But when it comes back on a couple of months later, you're like, yeah, it's fucking it's so good, man. <laughs> Welcome back to my life. Um, you know? Right, right. Well, I do. Yeah. Same. I resent you for having good advice. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, most of my audience does too <laughs> how where can people find you to to ask for um advice or to get even more of you well you can follow me on instagram every sunday i do this kind of weekly q a on instagram stories called uh, questions with nick and it tends to be a lot of uh relationship driven advice and questions and it's kind of like a short form, kind of a snarky, you know, quick answer approach. And then um, obviously my podcast, The Vile Files, uh, we're on three days a week. On Monday, it's uh, very similar to the Instagram stories where my audience people will call in. It's a little bit more of a long form, obviously, with podcasts. They'll share their stories, their questions, problems, and uh, I will tell them what I think and offer them advice. Sometimes I will have a a guest helped me with that. Um, and then on Tuesdays when The Bachelor or The Bachelorette is on, we will break down the episodes and 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 sometimes discuss other pop culture things going on in the world. And then Wednesdays, kind of like your show, I'll have a guest on. And um, I think you're going to be coming on. 
um, and uh, doing a, an interview style about you know anything we're interested in. Uh, we'll have sometimes experts. You know, for example, Chris Medina is my guest uh, this week, and uh, we talk about psychics and mediums, of which. Uh, you know, I've been a bit of a skeptic and that was kind of a interesting conversation for me. And so we just kind of have fun and discuss the world and things that we find interesting. Amazing. Well, thank you. I think we can, we can end there and I'll go sit uh, in silence and, and reflect. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure there's plenty of things that you're interested in and, and you will find to keep your mind off things, but, uh, or, or don't take my advice. I don't know. It's fine. It's either way. I, I won't be offended. No, it is. It's that thing where it's like someone says something, whether you take it, take the advice or don't take the advice. It's in your head now. Yeah. So in my experience, people almost never immediately take my advice, right? You plant the and seed. And if they do take my advice, it's, it's down the road. And, and, and then, 100% of the time they tell me I was right. Um, <laughs> I feel I'm, like I'm just we, uh, we, yeah, we ended this just like we started it with you um, declaring your, your diva hood and being right all the time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, we'll I, see. Again, I have, I have nothing if not self-aware. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, everybody go check out all of your stuff if they, if they're not already. It was a ton of fun, Matt. Thanks for having me. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that help all the batshit go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what are we highlighting this week? So this week, I want to talk about what's happening in Texas. Obviously, we're not breaking any news when we say that the winter storms in Texas have been devastating the state. So if you're looking for a way to help Mutual aid funds are where your dollar really goes the furthest, farthest, furthest, who knows? Uh, so we're going to link to a comprehensive Google Doc of mutual aid funds in Texas that you can donate to. It was created by someone named Melissa or they go by at Hey Melly on Twitter. And what I also like about this list is it has mutual aid funds, but it also has action items. So for instance, in Austin, if you happen to listen to this podcast and live in Austin, there is an action item for calling your city council people to demand hotel vouchers for the unhoused and extend shelter hours. And it also has things like information on warming stations and shelters. So if you or your loved ones live in Texas and are in need, there's some information there to help you. But if you don't live in Texas and you just want to figure out a way to help, donating to mutual aid funds is really the way to go. And you can check out that Google Doc in our show notes. Uh, all right. Next up, let's get into uh, the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching? So I, I haven't been watching that much TV that's like different from normal, but <laughs> I I was curious if we could just talk about Barb and Star instead. I mean, obviously. <laughs> um. So this past weekend, Matt and I watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar and we watched one trailer but like I didn't know much about it otherwise and um the trailer I'm so happy was the kind of trailer that did not really give away much it just like absolutely gave, nothing <laughs> like yeah pretty much like I what we ended up watching was vastly different from the first scene than what I expected which made me so happy I was scream laughing, uh, fully was crying laughing. You and I rewatched one scene five times, <laughs> I think. Yes. 
uh, and rewatched another scene twice. It filled me with so, so much joy. Uh, so that is my TV slash movie chaser of the week. If you haven't, if you haven't seen anything about it, Barb and Star go to Vistel Del Mar, Kristen Wiig, Annie Mumolo. I don't know how to say her last name, but um, they're the stars. It's like they're the stars. They also, I believe, wrote and produced it. Amazing. I don't understand. Like it is impossible to de- like describe. It feels like an when they used to make like movies based on SNL sketches, like yeah, coneheads. Yeah. Like yes. this is very much that. <laughs> like Step Brothers, but like more fantastical. Right. Um, Jamie Dornan, who uh, Barry didn't even know. I didn't, but I liked his face. I knew from being gay. Um, he's not <laughs> gay, but I knew him from being uh, f- from being highly sexually attracted to him. <laughs> and of course, he was the star of the Fifty Shades of Grey. Which you famously went to the premiere of one of the films. Yes. He's in it. Yeah, he's in it. Star, and he's star role. <laughs> incredible. Incredible in it. Uh, so funny. But yeah, I would not to uh, encourage uh, any behavior that you don't want to partake in, but you got to be not sober for this. <laughs> <laughs> you got to just be in like your most elevated fun mindset. And if you can get if you get there via drugs and alcohol, then that's one way to get there. You know, right. The point is, like, n- this movie does not make any sense. But like, <laughs> you know, if you kind of let go of the idea that y- you should expect things to make sense, then it's um, it's much more fun. So, yeah. Anyway, that's our what we've been watching. What's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is a podcast that technically Pineapple produces, but I feel good using it as my chaser in a non-sponsored way because I had nothing to do with the show. I was not involved in producing it at all, and I'm just very, very proud of my coworkers. And just as a listener, it is so fucking good. And that is Welcome to Your Fantasy. It is on Spotify. It is about the history of Chippendales, the male stripper company, Mm -hmm. and The history includes a lot of discussions about gender and sex. And also there is murder. Uh, It's got everything. It is so, it's just so good. It's like fun to listen to, but also really smart. Um, And I am just really enjoying listening to that. So welcome to your fantasy. A Pineapple Production uh, is my chaser for the week. What about you? What is your non-TVD chaser? Okay, my chaser this week. I've been trying to get better at making uh in in getting comfortable with yeast. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I'm a yeasty boy, okay? I got pretty comfortable with yeast when I was uh I'd say high school my college years as well. But yes, ladies, I'm talking about yeast infections. Okay, I'm very <laughs> confused. You get those until... all the time. <laughs> Thank you for ruining yeast for me cuz I kind of <laughs> forgot about yeast infections. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I got these. This is nobody will find this interesting, but I got these buckets <laughs> that you use to like proof um, yeasted doughs in. You can like see because they're supposed to, a lot of them are supposed to double in size. And I just mm-hmm. love, love waking up in the morning and seeing that my dough has doubled. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of exciting stuff that I have going <laughs> for me. Uh, but yeah, so I just a dough bucket. That's my chaser. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. And on that note, 
That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want even more Unhappy Hour shit, you can head straight to my Patreon page where you'll get video of bonus Worst Things First stories cut from this week's episode. Also video of extended guest complainer interviews and a bunch of other fun stuff. And obviously you can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe, rate us, review us, only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Yinka rickford Ingwin, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hans Dale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Seagulls in the sand. Can Can you you hear hear my prayer? prayer? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, it's a perfect movie. Perfect song. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those things. Where it's like a sex offender list. Like you should, your neighbor should have to disclose if they have a highly venomous he, snake. You know that from here on out, like he can never go ask his neighbors for a cup of sugar ever again. <laughs>